0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show here at Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy Tuesday. Big day today for you. We have so many big stories coming out of the national football. We got Mark Maskey from the Washington Post. He's going to stop by with us in a few minutes. Major League Baseball is trying to figure their situation out as they get rolling this year. Their schedule came out, but they got problems getting off the ground. The NBA also trying to deal with their issues as players are going to report to the bubble. Dwight Howard is actually in for the Lakers now, which is a really big deal. Uh, We talked to Rick Bucher about that on the show a day ago, that the Lakers really need Dwight Howard there, and Dwight Howard's going to be there. So all this stuff and more we have throughout the show today. Uh, But absolutely, 100%, the big story of the day. And brought to us first by a liquor store employee in (laughs) Kansas City. (laughs) <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and his $503 million extension. What the deal could be worth in total value is $503 million. But, Doug, a woman in Kansas City, a liquor store manager, tweeted out yesterday about an hour before the news broke, hey, a front office employee of the Chiefs came in to buy six bottles of champagne. I asked him what it was for. He said it's not the Chris Jones extension, so how great is that? That's (laughs) part of the conversation. Oh, it's Chris Jones again. No, 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 it's something bigger. She tweets out, it's the Mahomes deal, and an hour later, Adam Schefter tweets it out. So a liquor store in Kansas City is our source for NFL information. That's
1: awesome. It's an amazing... It's it's super fun, right? And I like people that pay attention to things. It also speaks to me what... um, uh, what what it's like to play football in Kansas City, you know, what it's like to matter. I, I actually think that's part of this story. Like there's a look when you see the number and, you know, a deal could be worth up to five hundred three million dollars. I talked to uh, several NFL front office guys like, you know, it's kind of a team friendly deal. And you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I mean, if you did a series of one year deals, you know, and a- anybody can walk in, could get essentially $450 million over that length of time for how how good he is at the position that he plays. It's actually a team friendly, like we can go into it. It's kind of a team friendly deal, but why, and why would, so why would Pat Mahomes do that? And I think the liquor store employee understanding the Chris Jones thing. And under that, that's, I just, there's something different and special about being the biggest fish in a smaller pond. And um, I, I I think that one of the things that some of these guys that chase it start to understand, like I would guess that Kevin Durant is going to experience this in, in Brooklyn for sure. I don't know how much he experienced it in, in gold state. Cause even though that's a really big pond, the Warriors were a really big team. Um, but I, there, there's something special to everyone in the town. Understand knowing who you are and what you're about and wearing those team colors and knowing what's going on the team. Like, that's actually really cool. And I think that's a big part of Pat Mahomes loves playing in Kansas City. Loves playing for Andy Reid, likes the organization, loves the offense. But more than anything, like, I just, Kansas City's my jam. And I, I think it all works. And that actually is part and parcel to the story.
0: Plaza Liquor is the store. Uh, Katie Camlin is the manager's name. Tweets this out then deletes it because she feels weird, like, oh, I I don't know, should I do this, should I not, yeah, I don't know. And then an hour later, Adam Schefter has the news shortly after you and I came off the air yesterday, and uh, then she tweets out, holy blank, I beat Schefter, and then she puts the tweet back up and says, hey, come buy your liquor for me at Plaza Liquor, Uh, wear a mask, and go Chiefs. So now this is where I'm going to need to go to get my, you know, my, my football scoops. I'm going to have to visit a liquor store very frequently uh, in, Kansas, in Kansas City. And maybe I'll start here in L.A. Maybe I'll go somewhere. They're going to have a scoop on. If I had gone to a liquor store the other day, I could have gotten a scoop on a big story. I mean, who knows I got, I got it's like in the movies when cops have to go to strip clubs for some reason, like always once they have to go, oh, we gotta find out this information where oh they work at you know girls, 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 down on the boulevard, okay, let's go. I may have to do that. Just start going to liquor stores and just asking random questions about l a sports hey, so uh what what's going on in the bubble uh everything okay in Orlando? yeah, here's what I hear, and then I get all the scoops,
1: yeah, no look i mean i the, there is some somebody will be you know the the, the bus boy or the you know the the room service guy in the bubble will will know more than Malika Andrews will, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just 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 will uh, and be willing to share.
0: Um, I'm waiting for the Gottlieb stories from when you played ball uh, overseas. I'm, w- I'm waiting for the uh, uh, the 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 employees that come forward. Well, that Gottlieb was stories. that. That honestly
1: is one of the parts that's most difficult about when you play in a college town, about adjusting to life as a professional when you're playing overseas, right? Like. You know, I just, I remember playing in Russia and we won the Russian championship and being on the back of a flatbed and, you know, then blowing music and we're doing like some parade and most people didn't know who the hell we were, right? Whereas (laughs) when I was like in Stillwater, Oklahoma, I'm a household name and it's, it's a different adjustment. I don't know. I just, I would, Kansas City is as close as you're going to get to a college town feel for the NFL, you know? And They were always the little engine that couldn't. They would always find a way to lose, not just lose in the playoffs, but lose at home and usually lose with a lead and lose because they were super conservative. And now they, you know, they, they do the opposite and they do something, the opposite of being conservative. They have a perfectly good quarterback in an Alex Smith who's a perfectly good dude, right? And he can clearly get you to the playoffs and got the Niners should have gotten to the Super Bowl, and it wasn't his fault they lost to the Saints, right? He 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 wasn't the one who couldn't field a punt or a kick, um, but but he's there was nothing wrong with Alex Smith. He didn't use his wide receivers, but there and there was a ceiling there, and so they they trade up and get Pat Mahomes, high ceiling, a little bit of a low floor by somebody some people's estimation. They they do what no one or people don't want to do anymore, which is sit a guy for essentially his entire first year. Then they trade away their starting quarterback, give him, hand him the keys. And not only do they, they almost get there the first year. And a lot of times what happens is when you get there a year too early, sometimes those expectations become too great. Then they get back the next year. And oh yeah, by the way, they get behind against Houston and they're down 24, nothing at home. And they didn't flinch. And that, that's the reason that you, that, that's, that game is the reason that you get Pat Mahomes. Because he didn't really play well in the Super Bowl. He didn't, for two and a half, three quarters, didn't play particularly well. Even the throw to Tyreek Hill was, was, was behind him. I mean, that, that's not his best football game. But the, the reason that they moved mountains and moved Alex Smith out was down 24-0. They, they knew he could bring him back, and he did. And now they reward him with a massive, massive contract. It's a cool story.
0: Patrick Mahomes is now a guy that's going to turn Kansas City into the new New England, all right? Because before... Brady and Belichick show up but you know the Patriots look they play in a big market in Boston but was New England really what one of the big hubs of the NFL it wasn't it, it, it's in a big city but it wasn't a place where you went to for okay well look and now look what they've done they keep signing Brady he stays there for almost all of his career before he can't take it anymore he goes and signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but now New England is mentioned like when you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers is one of those heritage teams that hey okay when we talk NFL this is who we talk about and now when we talk football for the next 10 years, this is what we talk about. We talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because now clearly they have signed a guy that is going to bring them to maybe three more Super Bowls, you know, winning a Super Bowl already at 24 years old. They have bought that kind of relevancy for at least a decade. And you know the the funny bit about his his contract, Doug, is that you're right. The first you always have to look at the first few years of a contract, right? The big money is in the headline, right? Richest deal in team sports. It could be worth up to five hundred million dollars, and and most likely Mahomes is going to see a good chunk, uh, most if not all of that money. But in a few years, this deal is going to be irrelevant. Right, like all quarterback deals are. Oh, look at this deal! You know, you go back and go, okay, wow, the Kirk Cousins deal looks pretty good right now because you know he's a guy that you know, gives you thirty touchdowns and ten picks a year, and well, that's a pretty good deal. When we all thought it was, oh, this is crazy, this is all over overwhelming, and why would you give Kirk Cousins all that money? He's only getting about twenty million dollars more than Carson Wentz would over the course of the next four years. But the the most interesting part of this deal to me is that he's got a um, like he's got a, a clause built into the deal that. In like the next 2 years of his deal Kick in when he's on the roster in the spring. Like, usually you get for, for players, it's okay if they're on the roster by such and such a date, their money is guaranteed for the year. Well, Mahomes has that like rolling for years. Like, his 2021 money is get if he's on the roster beginning of 2021, his money is guaranteed through 2023. And then in 2022, it's through 2024. And then so it's, it's like if, if you want to get rid of him or you want to move on, it's hard because boy, you're locked into him for two more years because you kept him on the roster. And let's face it, Mahomes isn't going anywhere for the next. Years. So while the the money is, is really good for Kansas City, you look at that and go, boy, I, you know, it, it's hard to look at something like that and go, boy, that's really ingenious that, you know, if, if I have a bad year or two or if I get yeah, it's hurt, a, it's, I'm still you still got me.
1: Well, it's akin on some levels to the rollover contract. Right. It's akin to the rollover contract. And, um, you know, so the, the rollover. But but look, the he's going to make as much as he's not going to make a ton of in terms of salary and and quote bonuses, the next two years he does. I believe by next March he's going to get like a hundred million dollars because that's the way these deals are structured, where you get you have to it goes into an escrow account and you actually get it early, and so it should end up earning him way more money, um, way more money than it actually says on paper. hundred million dollars is a lot of money anyway. You get that money early rather than paid out over time. Uh, uh, you know the opposite of essentially of Bobby Bonilla. And you you, you like, look, he's going to make a ton of money. I I can only tell you, though, that um, 12 years is is, no matter what it looks like at the back end of that deal. It's too long. I mean, it's a and and that you only sign that like, there's a bunch of layers to this. Okay, so for people who don't remember uh, Jerry Maguire, right, Jerry Maguire on some level was was based loosely, loosely on an agent. And they actually used his uh, office for, you know, you know, shooting part of it. And that agent was a guy who is Lee Steinberg, who was the quarterback agent. And this was a Lee Steinberg deal. And again, I'm not being critical of Lee per se, because it is a good deal. There are some quirks to it that 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 do mandate he's going to get more guaranteed than than some traditional contracts. But 12 years is really, really long, right? It's a 10-year deal plus two years added on. That's 12 years. That gives away any sort of leverage of being a free agent. You know, Andy Reid eventually does retire. Who the head coach is, he's not... He couldn't... He won't really or shouldn't really have a say because he's not going anywhere. There's no trade clause. This is him signing up to be a Chief for Life, which sounds good into a microphone, but in business, it's not a great business practice. So those numbers are super inflated because it helps it's Lee Steinberg saying I'm back. Not only did I sign the Pat Mahomes and did I get him the biggest contract in the league, I got him the biggest contract in the history of professional sports. Meanwhile, most people in the sports like, dude, a 12 year contract is dumb. You shouldn't do that because this guy should be on the market in four, maybe five years and he can make even more money. Um, it does signify that Pat Mahomes is super happy. He loves Kansas City. He does love playing for Andy Reid. He does love the organization. And now he gets to take, gets to take care of everybody. But that that those ridiculous numbers of twelve years and five hundred and three million dollars of potential—that's simply to help the agent recruit the next quarterback class in the next uh, in, in in this football season, if we have one.
0: Yeah, I would say that you you look at the next. Probably six years at this. Like, look at this until he's 30 years old, right? Because at some point, two things are going to happen. Number one... Uh, he's going to look like he's not, not, not quite a, a bargain, but it's going to be, boy, look at all these other guys that have passed Mahomes. Because it'll happen in the next few years. There'll be other guys that are signed to contracts and, and there'll be players, oh, look at look at where the Mahomes contract is now. But there's that murky uh, language of being able to opt out and renegotiate, which I'm sure is what's going to come up at some point when Mahomes reaches 30, if he's won another Super Bowl or two by then. So, I mean, look, nobody ever really sees the end of these deals. No, no, no one, no one ever sees them it's just it's just a way as you're right to say hey look at this contract that I've done so this will be redone at some point point." and you know I I go back to the uh Darrell Rivas contract with the Patriots when he signed for two years and it was like 16 million dollars a year well the first year was 12 million and the second year was worth like like Twenty million, which was not guaranteed at all, which was only so Revis could say I'm the highest paid cornerback in the NFL because you know that's all all cornerbacks they just want to fight over who gets gets the most money, who gets everything. I mean that 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 meant nothing except for the headline of Revis gets the richest deal, you know, makes the most money, per, you know, for a cornerback year. He's averaging sixteen million dollars a year when really most of that money was never go- was never going to come. So you're right, it, it is it is going to be part so Lee Steinberg can say, hey, look, this is what I've done. I can continue to do this. It's business, but really in, in the next four five years, this is going to wind up being redone. But, but, but I really just can't get over the protection that he has of, of having a bad year or getting injured, and it's, are you really going to cut Pat Mahomes? Are you really going to try to move on? If you really want to move on, you're still paying him for two more calendar years. Well, well we got to keep paying him. So it's almost, a way, it's almost a way to say, okay, yeah, this is kind of team-friendly, but in the end, if you want to get out, this has got to really be something. So, I mean, I, th- that's, uh, that's something I wonder if you're going to wind up seeing more and more of this in the future. Because I always thought when Kirk Cousins signed, well, that changes the game. Every quarterback's going to get guaranteed money for his entire length of his contract. I really did. I think, okay, once you gave it to Kirk Cousins, all these guys coming up that are better than he is, or they're going to start getting that kind of if contract. If they're going to do a three- or four-year deal, then that. yeah. If they do yeah. a three-
1: or four-year deal, they will. But they won't do it on a 12-year deal. and that, that, there, Therein lies the rub.
0: Are you uh, surprised it was twelve years? I mean, when yes. I saw Mahomes, I'm thinking this is going to be three or four years. It's going to be you know all kinds of money and guaranteed. And I really was surprised when it was this long.
1: Yes, I, I was. I was surprised, but you know, then I look at how it's structured. It is there's a ton like the the money at the back end is you know you're talking fifty sixty million dollars per year when you go kind of all in, um, and so that's one of huge. It, and but we don't we don't know what the financial landscape of the NFL will look like then but well, we have a pretty good sense that it'll be more guys will be making more than they are now. So yeah, I was, I was surprised, but that's how, you know, that's how these deals get to be look, get to look very, very big. And, you know, the question is always, <clears throat> when can they get out of it? If they want to get out of it. And as much as you say, we don't ever want to get out of it. You know, you got to think worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario, the guy isn't, you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's not, doesn't seem to be in his personality to get lazy, but, if he got lazy, if he got to be a pain in the butt, if there was just too much, but I think he he feels like the Steph Curry of the NFL. Right? He feels like the Steph Curry of the NFL in you have a franchise that, you know, fifty years ago won a Super Bowl, you know, is forty years in between NBA titles for for the, the Warriors. Um he's son of a professional athlete, exceptionally likable. He's got this just Joy of playing the game sort of way, you know, um, just seems like a good dude that you'd want to hang with. So, yeah, I I'm surprised it's that long. But I think when you when you know you have Steph Curry, you're willing to do whatever it takes to make him part of your team for life.
0: Twitter at How about a fresca? Doug at Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. We'll have much more on Patrick Mahomes' deal as the show unfolds. And coming up next, we got more from the National Football League as one team's last twenty-four hours not at all what they'd be expecting under the white-hot spotlight. That's coming up next. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Big stuff on Patrick Mahomes' extension. We have more on that. We have more on the big Deshaun Jackson story that's starting to come around uh, in the next few minutes. But, oh boy, was the last 24 hours something For the Washington Redskins football team, as yesterday, Doug and I uh, talked on the show a bit about President Trump's tweet about Bubba Wallace and NASCAR, saying that NASCAR and Bubba Wallace uh, should apologize for the hoax that they put out there that the noose was put in his garage. That was something Doug and I got into. And then after the show was over, President Trump decided to turn his attention to Washington and the Cleveland Indians teams as well. Putting this out on Twitter, saying, quote, They name teams out of strength, not weakness, but now the Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians, two fabled sports franchises, look like they are going to be changing their names in order to be politically correct. Indians like Elizabeth Warren must be very angry right now. (laughs) Just got to to get that in. Just want to get in Elizabeth Warren anytime I can. Uh, joining us now on the hotline for more on this, NFL reporter for The Washington Post, Redskins insider Mark Maskey. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mark Maskey. So, just another 24 hours for you in D.C., right, Mark?
2: You know, it, it, it seems like it's been like this for about 20 years. But, yeah, no, the last uh, week, the last four or five days especially, have obviously been uh, very, very uh, action-packed, uh, very different um, you know, uh, very provocative, and and we'll sort of see where it goes. I think we we can see where it's going now on the name. We'll have to see where it goes in terms of the minority partners of Daniel Snyder. But, yeah, this is a very tumultuous time for for the Redskins organization, and it it could be sort of a a moment in time where we look back where a lot of things changed that's going to take this organization one way or the other.
1: Mark, for the longest time, the fallback was, hey, look— uh, white America can think this is a negative, but Native Americans actually have a positive view of Redskins as the, the team that represents them in the National Football League. Uh, ha- I guess, has that changed? And when did that change?
2: You know, I think that changed the, the, about the time things changed for the country as a whole. I mean, there were there are, are things that were allowed to stand for a long time in this country. That, that, that simply aren't allowed to stand anymore. We, we, we've seen that uh, you know with some of our, the monuments, with some of the names of, of, of other institutions. It's an approach that, that that obviously took hold in this country after the death of George Floyd. It came to the NFL. We saw it come to the NFL with the video that, that Roger Goodell put out with the renewed talk of Colin Kaepernick and whether he'll be on the team. And I think what you're seeing is, Roger Goodell and the NFL trying to get on the right side of history because of what has happened in the country. And we can talk about, you know, were the motives pure on this or the motives, you know, sort of, sort of that's the, the that's good business now, that's the only way to do business now. You know, that's sort of, uh, whether the motives were pure or not, you know, the outcome is that the NFL and Roger Goodell are trying to get on the correct side of history, and now despite those arguments, That were made in the past on the Redskins name. We've seen the NFL become involved in this name change. The same change is going to happen. That's certainly the plan right now. We would take a very abrupt about face at the last minute by Dan Snyder for this not to happen. So yes, all of those arguments that stood over time about that, um, and and were were the arguments that allowed the name to stay what it was. Well, those arguments, you know, don't carry the same weight and are not allowed to stand anymore in the same way that a lot of institutions and a lot of names and a lot of symbols in this country that were allowed to stand for a long time, no longer are valid and no longer are allowed. Okay. But this
1: isn't like, like if we're just having an honest discussion and, and here's what happens is right. Like you can people, because there's such a pushback, the president and his rhetoric that anything he says becomes, you know, you can't, you can't agree with anything he says, but, he isn't wrong right like the idea of the redskins was never intended to be a slur it was intended to represent strength whether it did or did not that that is in fact the intent and whether it's the the native american inside the, the helmet the hail to the redskins like it it was the intent or or am i am i off in what what i've been always been told you
2: know that was always stated as the intent that this was that this was intended to honor Native Americans. That was what was said over the years. And then you saw the polling over the years that the Redskins cited as saying this, is, this did not offend Native Americans. And some of the polling, you know, for example, would say, you know, nine out of ten Native Americans say they're not offended about this. But then the question becomes, okay, what, what percentage is okay to offend? Okay, if one out of ten Native Americans are offended by this, you know, Does that make it okay? And and, and again, I, I think we – I just go back to what I said before. We judge things by a certain standard for a long time. I just don't think that standard is allowed to stand anymore. And 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 again, I, I don't think anyone can, can sort of make a valid argument that the Redskins in the NFL are doing this because they think it's the right thing to do. I mean, you look around, and, and when did this happen? This happened because there was financial pressure. Exerted upon the redskin sponsors, and then the sponsors turned around and exerted that pressure on the redskin. So, so that's what sort of pushed this along. So the discussion of what's right and wrong uh, is, is not what led this to, led this, to this decision. But, but to me, again, all of those arguments that were made in the past were, were evaluated in one way, before, and now they're being evaluated in a much
0: different way. Now, Mark, you reported, I'm, I'm going back to your Twitter account, your report at the Washington Post, when it comes to the aspect of the minority partners uh, wanting out, this stems from the relationship with Daniel Snyder, that they're, they're, they're unhappy being in a business with him, and this is why they want out? It's kind of separate from the name controversy?
2: I mean, it, 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 it's, it's yes and no. It, it, I mean, it's, it, it, I think it, it's separate in the fact that, that that this is a business decision being made among business partners who simply don't want to be with Dan Snyder anymore. And it, it's not something that just happened, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the, the timing was, and we found out about the fact that the minority partners are, are doing this and trying to sell their shares and trying to break their ties from Dan Snyder. At the same time, we found out about the fact that the name is going to change. But that, that doesn't tie those together. This has been sort of a, a long-developing thing with the minority partners. This is just when we happen to find out. Now, I do think it's part of it. And I think certainly for Fred Smith, um, the head of FedEx, who's one of the minority partners we're talking about, he spent a long time trying to convince Dan Snyder to change the name and that was unsuccessful. And then finally FedEx in public with the fact that it had, had, had urged the team to change the name. So they are related issues. I don't think it's it's effective causation that the, that the name issue led to this fracture in, in the Redskins' ownership. It, it, it's one of many issues, uh, especially for Fred Smith, it's one of many issues. But for the other partners, I think especially, it, it, it's just, you know, they, they believe it's time for this business relationship to end.
1: Mark, what, what, what's, a, what's a realistic name that could uh, honor Native Americans and the military, right? Because you got a new head coach, and suddenly, I, I don't know whether he knew he was going to get this amount of power, but Ron Rivera, I mean, is like the football czar now, and apparently the business making decision making czar because Snyder's out of the country, and this is all on his plate. And it, it it if it happens, it has to happen in short order. Like, what's a reasonable name? You know
2: it's a great question because uh, you know when, when you listen to what Ron Rivera said and, and and what you you know what you were just talking about that, that that the new name will be something that's at least an attempt to both honor the military and to honor Native Americans. Well, that, you know that becomes problematic because again that gets back to the fact of well whose opinion are we going to use on this? You know if if some people are still offended by the new name, does that mean that it's it's not valid? So you look at the names. That 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 have been thrown out there, uh, and in the past, and again being thrown out there now. There was a time when when if Dan Snyder was going to get an arena league team, he was going to name it the Washington Warriors. So that's something that's going to be that's being talked about now. Another one that's being talked about now is is the Americans. Whereas you you sort of honor Native Americans by saying that these were the original Americans, so you call the team the Americans. And I think part of that also will not just be the name. But what you know? What's the logo? What's the imagery going to be that goes along with the name? So I, I think when you t- when you talk about and based on what Ron Rivera said, this attempt to honor Native Americans. Well, that was the attempt in the past. So certainly, when you get rid of, rid of the term Redskins uh, and replace it with another term, that is at least going to make it better. But is that going to make it all right? And again, it's going to be a matter of opinion. It's going to be subjective rather than ob- objective. So I think. You know, these are our significant issues. They're problematic issues. They're complex issues. And, and it's we, we don't know what the name is going to be yet. We'll wait to see what the name is. And then we'll say, you know, th- is this still okay with people? And I don't know that it will be in, in everyone's case.
1: All right. Uh, uh, what about the quarterback position? You're still paying Alex Smith. He thinks he wants to play football. I don't know if that's possible. It's amazing that he's even walking and has a leg. I mean, like, he's a remarkable dude. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, uh, you know, it feels like he's grown up in the offseason, but that's all talk. Um, And then I think what's amazing is Ron Rivera coached Cam Newton. Cam Newton uh, could have been had for, you know, for pennies. And obviously they had already, you know, made a trade for his backup in Kyle Allen. Ron Rivera even said, I wouldn't bet against. Uh, Cam Newton, except he actually did bet against Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what what what's your you you know this organization as well or better than anybody? What's your best guess for how the quarterback thing put, plays out?
2: You know, I, I think for all the reasons of what you just said, it, it speaks to the fact that it's you know it's going to be make or break with Dwayne Haskins because otherwise, if it wasn't going to be make or break with Haskins, then you would go get Cam Newton and and particularly for what the numbers ended up being for what cam newton signed with uh, with the patriots uh, you know, a very minimal deal in fact a minimum deal that they can that can go up to seven and a half million through incentives but you know if you could have done that deal with the redskins and maybe you couldn't have at the time that the redskins were, were were contemplating this and deciding what to do because cam newton had to come to the realization that there wasn't something better out there but just say the redskins could have done that that deal with Cam Newton, well, then the only reason not to do it is because you don't want to have Cam Newton here to impede Dwayne Haskins. And to even if Dwayne Haskins is a starter with Cam Newton as the backup, you don't want him looking over his shoulder in that way. So I think everything that we've seen speaks to the fact that this is going to be Dwayne Haskins' team. It's going to be make or break. It's going to be sink or swim. He's the guy. And whether they become a successful team in the short and medium term depends on whether he develops into the quarterback he was drafted to be. You can follow him
0: on Twitter at Mark Maskey. That is at Mark Maskey, NFL reporter for the Washington Post. Mark, thanks so much for taking some time out with us this morning. We'll talk to you down the road. Take it easy.
2: Enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.
0: Okay,
1: so Jason, here's this is an honest question. Okay, uh, is is the president wrong? I mean, look, we all know his tone, how his tone is, right? Like he's he just has no bedside manner. So even when he says something, you might agree with you, are like God, the way he says, it, he's just such, he just, I uh, just, it just not. Not, I guess, what you're used to or what my level of expectations for the office would be. But is he is he wrong in that Indians, Redskins were uh, they weren't meant to mock in any way Native American cultures? Like when you're talking about a sport, it's somebody strong, virile. Um, I mean, even like, you know, the warrior image, by the way, warriors. The problem with that is like Marquette changed their name nickname in 94 because it was deemed as offensive to Native Americans of the area, which I, I don't I, I don't know how being a warrior is a bad thing, but I, I guess it is deemed to be a bad thing. So my, my question is, like, I, I get you don't like the mess. People don't like the messenger and maybe the tone of the message. But is he wrong that we have cha- our political correctness has changed to where now Indians and Redskins are deemed politically incorrect?
0: I, I could I could see that point if I thought the president was doing this for because he, he disagreed with this on on some kind of level that is about how he feels about these teams and sports. But as you can see, everything he does is is politically. Like what's he done the past few days? He, is, he has he decided I'm going to rally my base and, and there's many people that don't like you know the fact that we're changing everything. We're changing the, Washington's nickname and the Indians. All this this is political. Like he decides to get involved in the Bubba Wallace situation on Monday. And no, sure, no 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 question. Somebody- but this, that, is, that's the, yeah. this is
1: election politics. I, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's all, but I don't, I, without getting deep into the weeds of it, is, is he right for what he's saying?
0: That they do name teams out of strength? Yeah, he's, he's right about that. But what he, what he doesn't get into is that over time, certain situations evolve. And that just because something was a good idea and it was accepted for a long time doesn't mean that after a while and new information for things have come to light, it now suddenly is a bad idea. You know the Confederate flag was accepted for so long and okay well we have the Confederate flag it was it was southern heritage and it was about us you know becoming becoming one and and, and I get that but then I, I when out-
1: no but I would I would disagree with you on southern on on you know I don't think the Confederate flag was from the from the moment of <laughs> that you ever saw it at a southern football game or at a NASCAR track it it meant different things to different people uh, you know, I look, do I agree with you on that language evolves? I do. I do. Um, I I just, I, I don't. My issue is that for red, like Redskins, for example, was never, wasn't deemed to be a slur by Native Americans for the longest time. And it's almost like white America has convinced them, no, it's a slur. It's a slur. like if it was the, and we'll get into why, you know, like if it, the Washington Jews, right? Well, like being a Jew, that's not a slur. It's actually not, you know, how you make the mascot look could make it into a slur. Like if it was, or if it was the Maccabees, right? Which uh, if you know the story of David and the Maccabees, they, they took back uh, Jerusalem. Uh, they came down from the, from the hills of Jerusalem and took, took it back, I think from the Romans, right? Like if you built this big, strong, proud warrior, that that's, that's the image of strength. And I—that's the argument there. And so, what I'm, what my my point is, like the argument hasn't actually changed, and I guess language has evolved. But again, that that kind of goes into my point of yesterday, which is, no one uses "redskin" as a slur. It's just not. Um, is it? Could it be seen as a negative identification of a Native American person? yeah, yes, I, I I guess it could, but that would be loaded in with whatever preconceived notion you have of who a Native American is. and when you represent them with the image of a proud warrior and leader, you know of a of a football team, i i I think you're you're reaching for something that might not be there. And look, i i don't I don't want a football team to be called the 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 dirty Jews or something. Right. I, 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 but that's not what the Redskins are. They're the Redskins. It's hailed to the Redskins. So while I can disagree with, with his politics and with his tone, and I agree with you that this is, this is political. This is, you know, election year politics, picking out thing. This is, you know, classic Donald Trump. This is what he does. And, um, I, I actually think in terms of this message, he's not wrong. The question is, are we being politically correct to be politically correct? Or are we being politically correct because Native Americans are actually super offended and want it changed?
0: There's something that I that over the course of my career, I understand more than I did when I was younger. And that's the phrase perception is reality. Right? I'd never I didn't really understand that when I was younger, but I kind of really get that now. Where, you know, for anybody like you or I could be thinking, hey, we're doing a great job, you know, here at Fox Sports Radio. Everything is great. We're doing great. And the shows are doing well. And then you meet with your managers or your bosses. This is anybody that does anything for a living. And you think, okay, this is going to be a great meeting. I'm going to ask for a raise and all this stuff is going on. And then you get told, well... Here's the things, you know, the past few months, there's, there's this, there's this, there's this. You know, maybe you haven't sounded as energetic on the air. You haven't, done, And you're saying to yourself, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I, I don't understand all of this. Where, where is this coming from? And then you can disagree and walk out of that meeting and go, well, they're crazy. I'm just going to go do my thing. Or you can sit back and say, wait a minute. Okay, if the perception is that I'm not doing a good job, then the reality at work is that I'm not doing a good job. Regardless as to what I think. The perception is that I'm not doing a good job. So that's my reality is that my bosses don't think I'm doing a good job. They don't think I'm doing this. Their perception now, because of more information that has come to light, is, hey, there is, there is, there is, there is more evidence that the nicknames are more racial than were first thought. So if you agree or disagree on it, the reality is there are many people now that think this is the case. And so if many people think something is 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 racist, well, guess what? That's going to be pushed as racist, and people are going to see it that way. Because if you, even if you can't see it that way, many other people can, and that this is this is why we have things, why we have these kind of checks and balances going on in in, in society, because other people can see something and maybe it opens you up to that. And and while this may have been the case, because I agreed that in the beginning. They didn't mean anything by, by the way they named the, they named the teams. You have to evolve at some point and realize that, okay, maybe this isn't the best idea and let's, let's try to figure out a way forward from here instead of, well, you know, as you and I had the conversation on the show yesterday, you know, we had conversations with different viewpoints. It was the way conversations are supposed to be. With, without it devolving into yelling and who's wrong and right. who's this and who's that, that's kind of where this conversation needs to go. I don't think President Trump's going to take it in that way. I don't think many people want to push it in that way. It needs to be, okay, so where does the conversation? conversation go from here. It has to be something more than than well we believe a we believe b and you can't meet anywhere in the middle.
1: Yeah, I mean I I just think that the 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 big one big takeaway should be um it did this, this just to me is like I do think and again, if Snyder is he's not Trump, but there's a Trump way about him where he's just so abrupt and my way or the highway. I I I don't know if the nickname would have stood if it was any other owner, but I, I do think that he hurt the how, how this is, is going down is a lot because of Dan Snyder. On the other hand, I'll defend him from this standpoint. Like, look, when you're working with the information that, Hey man, we've done studies, we've asked, we've talked with native American leaders and they see it as a, a, a point of pride. Um, that's what's most important. And that's who the nickname should or should not have any effect on. And so I, I do think that if, now if that has changed, well, then, OK, N- now you as you said, things evolve over time. But for for people who are, you know, they woke up and they're like, man, this is racist. It's always been racist. Like, OK, maybe that's how you feel. But that's not how the important people felt for a long time.
0: Twitter at how about a fresca? Doug at Gottlieb show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today. We'll have more NFL on the way. But coming up next is one sport ready to come back and play already in trouble for trying to come back and play. We got that. This is Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Nets today. Coming up in 10 minutes, we have a big story out of the National Football League revolving around something Deshaun Jackson uh, put out on social media recently. So we have that coming up in a few minutes, but... Uh, Last night, we we saw what was supposed to be and, and hopefully was going to be a big night for Major League Baseball as they had their schedule reveal. Everybody got to see where their teams are going to be playing, mostly regionalized games against teams in your division and teams that geographically align with teams in your division. For example, the NL East and the AL East will play teams in their division. They will play against each other. However, on the backdrop of this were teams closing their camps yesterday because COVID-19 test results weren't back and a general sense of unease about Major League Baseball in their attempts to come back and play during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Doug, this is still early, and it's, it, you know we're just getting teams coming back now, so there is a lot to unfold and, and this time to get past. Do you see at all any trouble baseball is in? you know, trying to hit the ground running and here they are supposed to have some big days where everybody's back and it's pageantry and now here's a schedule release and still the undertone is that things are not going well enough uh, from a lot of teams' perspectives that MLB's got to step up more?
1: No, I think you know, I think it's going to be fine. Um, you know, I, I I actually believe the what Major League Baseball said was like, look, some of this testing stuff wasn't done over the weekend. It's 4th of July. Like, you know, I mean and I I thought it was funny. I, apparently some of the angels took their own tests because the, the testers didn't show up, but no, I also the way in which the game is played, I think you can space people out and the way in which baseball is structured which there are stars, but there's just so many players that if a guy, unlike the NBA playoffs, and I want to get to this upcoming, just a thought I have. Um, it's a bit of conspiracy theorist in me on, oh the, uh, on the, on the NBA playoffs and what I think is very very likely to stop happening once we get deep, but for Major League Baseball, no. I look, I think there's a lot of good that's going to come from this. Um, I actually, I actually don't like the DH, but there's been a long push for for having no for having a DH uh, across both uh, division, uh, both leagues. Going to have that, and I like the idea of playing teams close to you. Why don't we do this more often? You know, you want to get people in the stands, Dodgers and Angels. A, uh A's and Giants, Mets and Yankees should play each other more often, not less often, that the leagues are I, I I get the history of it, but it's a little bit dated uh for me in terms of just not just cost of travel, but reason to reason to cheer for a team, you know? I just sorry, I don't care about the Astros against the Angels. I would care much more about the Dodgers versus the Angels. That's just me.
0: You know, and you wonder if this is something that if this works, the NFL might try to pick it up. We have to change our schedule a bit. Or college football. We got to just play close the, regional the, games. The, the NFL, across like, the country. Like
1: the, the NFL. I mean, the Rams and Chargers should play each other twice a year. The Jets and Giants should play each other twice a year, every year. The, the challenge in the new century at post-quarantine is going to be getting people into stadiums. The best way to get people into stadiums is to play somebody who's either an arch rival or a, a close-in-proximity rival. I, I think those work for me.
0: Twitter at How About A Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Coming up next, a big developing story out of the National Football League. This is Fox Sports Radio.